Hey, good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing? Joyful today. Joyful, huh? Very happy to be here. Very excited to celebrate today another beautiful day in the house of the Lord. The victory is from our Lord Jesus Christ, right? We are alive and we slept, we rested. Some of us got good showers. Others, I don't know. I will check on that, but I'm going to trust you on this. And uh, also breakfast, we got some donuts and coffee and whatnot, right? So, beautiful day. Today, we also are happy to celebrate the mothers. But you know that after the service, people, the service after, after the service, people will go to do their things with their own families, right? Several families are doing their own thing even right now as we speak. But last Sunday, we had our lunch, and it was great. And uh, Ronnie did a great job, and James did a great job, too. They, they fixed the... Uh, fabulous uh, lunch for all of us. We enjoyed it, and uh, as a result, we got some video and pictures. So are you ready to watch it? Micah and Chelsea and Jonathan, Charlie, Pops, and Melanie. I don't know who this guy is. Susanna, Tracy, Mama Frances, she's already ruined also. Mwah, miss you. Oh, and Prissy. Today we got something with Prissy going on. Mr. Jeff, very serious. Deborah, that was good. Come on, Chad. <laughs> Mr. Dan Flores. There you go. Declan, look at that. Jubilee. Aha, Charlie. Brother Marsh. Miss Marilyn, wearing a beautiful Victory Church t-shirt. Thelma, good job. Deborah again with Stella. That was good. Pops, a little bit serious, Pops. It's all right. There you go, Wendy. You can sit down. Come on, come on, guys. Come on. Mr. Dan Florence, you look good, sir. Chad, I like your t-shirt, Chad. <laughs> there is Cindy and Mr. Greg. <clears throat> Charlotte, that is good. Again, we ate good. Micah, right? <laughs> you enjoy the meal. <laughs> I love Zoe there. Look at that. Mommy, mommy. And Ronnie, of course. <laughs> Greg and Chad. That was good. We had a great time. Miss Penny. Melanie sending kisses. Oh my gosh. Mr. Ronnie. And the three musketeers. Thelma, Cindy, and Charlotte. Mr. James. That's good. Tony, Jackie, and Nana, you look great there. Now, eventually we went out, do you remember? And here's Miss Tony leading the crowd. Now, listen to this. Did great, Tony. 
okay when the balloons okay on the count of three y'all kind of spin in together okay let's say it together here okay guys ready ready happy mother's day Look at that, how beautiful was that? Awesome job. Watch this. This is so precious. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. We thank you that we have the opportunity to worship you, Lord, to give you glory and honor. And now that we are going to sing to you, we want to just be aware that is for you, Lord. It's, it's singing to you, Lord, what we do here in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.
you do Lord there is nothing impossible Lord. the healing of emotions the healing of our broken hearts the healing of our financials the healing of our relationships you do miracles Lord all the time and we worship you oh Lord Jesus hallelujah blessed is the name of our Lord oh Blessed is the name of our Lord. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for leading us in worship and uh, appreciate so much the help of our brothers Micah and Brandon with the, all the technology that we run in the church. It's wonderful, guys. You know, uh, what we do, we can do it thanks to the cooperation of so many individuals, and uh, we are very grateful for that. Thank you. Wonderful. So now is the time for an amazing message, right? You're right, you're right. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. Today I'm sharing good things. I, I will suggest you, if you don't have a bulletin, probably our brother Rory can uh, get quickly some of the bulletins there. Pick one. There are, there are blanks. There are areas to fill out. Trust me, you will like what you're going to see. You will like it. Write it down, and then if you like just do whatever you like with the, with the bulletin. All right. All right. So, okay, here we go. Today, the topic is team victory. Now, some of you already are thinking, oh, this has to do with the church. Well, no. No, no, no. This has not necessarily 
to do with the church. Team victory has to do with a concept. The concept is obtaining the victory. So do you like to lose or do you like to win? <laughs> do you like to make money or do you like to lose money? Even when we watch sports on TV or if we go to the stadium, isn't it true that we always want our team to win? Because it's a sensational feeling, right? To win. You should win all the time. And everything you do, you should win. And I want you to get it here in your head that that is the Lord's desire for you. He wants you to win. Always winning, winning, winning. The Lord doesn't want us to lose. He wants us to win. But no one can win by being isolated. Let me repeat that. No one will win by being isolated. I am in my corner. I'm going to win. Okay, I believe that. But you are hiding. No. There, there is no way because the Lord made us to be a community, to be part of groups. It's, it's important for us to belong to groups in society. So let's start by reading the scripture. And I want to read it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. In all the work you are given, do what? The best you can. Do the best you can. Work as though you are working for the Lord, not an early master. Remember that you will receive your reward from the Lord who will give you what he promised his people. Yes, you are serving Jesus Christ. He is your real master. All right. Let me share quickly three concepts here. The number one thing is that talks about work. Work is, is an action, right? People think, I'm going to work hard to retire and then sit down on my recliner to watch TV all day. People think that way, right? But this is what the Lord thinks. Some people envision their future with that idea in mind. I will get to a place in my life where I will not need to work. But look what the Lord says. The Lord says that we need to work. Regardless our age, we should find ways to work and in what? And when we work, we do it for the Lord. It's a wrong idea to work for money. It's a wrong idea. We need to work. Whatever we do, we think, I'm doing this for the Lord. That changes things. Second concept here is that there are promises from the Lord that you will receive because he is a rewarder. There are promises. Do you know that the Lord promised us to possess a land? It's a promise. Everyone should have a house. Everyone should have a property. For those who are renting, you need to think, one day I'm going to get my own property. Because it's a promise. It's a promise of prosperity and abundance. The Lord promised that. But he is going to reward those who are doing it right. And then the third thing is that our real master is not the name of the company that you work for. 
the real master is not the leader of that organization. No, the real master is the Lord Jesus Christ. With that being said, let's go to study interesting aspects of this team victory. Number one, these are examples of different entities where you can be part of a team. And a family, of course, right? Father, mother, sons, daughters, grandkids, etc. In the school, right? In the workplace, of course. In your church, naturally. Sport teams, team, in business, politics, nothing wrong with liking politics. In fact, we need decent politicians. <laughs> and of course, any kind of service that you do in the community. Those are examples of different places where you can be part of a team, right? Now, what is the key for each one of those entities to succeed? Is the unity of purpose. Why marriages get destroyed? Why churches split? Why political parties are so messed up? Why sport teams don't win? Because there is no unity of purpose. Do you understand that? The unity and the purpose is the key. It's, okay, what is the objective of being in this place? When you go tomorrow, tonight, Wednesday, Friday, whenever you go, you need to think what I am doing here. What is the purpose of this thing? Why I am here? The unity of purpose. But do you know what is the, the most uh, crucial enemy of the unity of purpose? Oh, you will love this. Okay, are you ready for this? Let me share with you quickly four stories that tell you what is the big problem. And the big problem has four letters. Let's study what happened in the story of Abel and Cain. Cain didn't like that the Lord was pleased with Abel's offering. He didn't like that. So the first letter is E. Let's drop the letter E. And then in the story of Joseph and his brothers, they didn't like the fact that Joseph was special in the eyes of his father. They just despised him for that reason. Right? So second letter, N. But that situation occurs in many scenarios. Here, this, is, this scenario is probably the most ridiculous. It's the scenario of a king. Saul is the king of Israel. He is in control, in full control, power and authority in Israel, right? He is there, the leader, the boss, the king. And then he is frightened because a shepherd that just came to play instruments for him, he's frightened. So that happens in today's world as well. You might be just going places, and suddenly somebody there is upset and, and don't like you. That the people, they don't like you for whatever reason. That happened to David with Saul. And you know the story about it. So third letter. And finally, Apollyon. It's one of the names of Satan, the devil. The serpent. You know what he thought? 
he thought, well, the Lord God Almighty has all the power. And all the angels worship him. Hmm. <laughs> and as a result, he experienced envy. Do you know that envy is one of the main reasons why families do not succeed? Why companies do not succeed? Why churches do not succeed? Why political parties do not succeed? It's just envy. And you have to be very careful about it and think, number one, about yourself. And you say, do I experience envy in any way, form, or fashion? <laughs> it's a good question. You need to think about it. Let's continue studying this, envy. There are some indications that you might experience yourself or by observing others that tell you that that individual has envy. The first thing is individuals that say, I can't stand their success. Somebody sees a person that got a new job, for, in for instance, and gets so mad about it. Oh, he, you know, he's, uh, such and such knows him. That's why they gave him that promotion. Right. Somebody got a new car. He said, yeah, of course, just adding more debts to his debts, and on and on and on. Envy has to do with a concept. The person feels, I can't stand their success. So how do you know if you have envy is if eventually this thought crosses your mind, if that feeling goes in your heart, and you think, no. Is the opposite. When somebody tells me they got a new job, I'm excited about it. Right. No, I don't get envious. I, it's the opposite. When this person got a new car, I was happy to see him driving the new car. That is great. A new relationship, a new house, improvement in something, you know, a promotion in the organization this person works, whatever is the case, and you just feel happy about it, you see? Now, the second thing that you can understand, you can get if the person is envious, is when this person says, I want that for me, right? Look at the stories. Look at the stories. Satan said, why they are worshiping him? I want that for me, you see? Envy. I can't stand Joseph's success. All the brothers. Hating him. <laughs> it's just very strange how that works in, in people's mind. But we need to be aware of it. That, that exists. And we have to be careful. Because if we have those feelings, we need to think, how can I get rid of it? I don't like that in my life. Right? Envious people experience this two things. The number one thing is frustration. They are frustrated and they cannot find content whatsoever. It's just a frustration, a constant misery. And it's not because of his personal or her personal situation. It's because of someone else's success. That's what's killed the person. You understand that? Envy. We are not going to do that. We reject that idea. 
but we need to understand how that works, right? Because if we know that, we won't do it. Let me give you an example. Imagine you are working outside, doing whatever, in your yard, in your car, in your office, and your hands get dirty. And then you come inside, and then you find donuts or kolaches, like we offer here for, for breakfast on Sunday, right? You know that if you take those things with your dirty hands and you eat them, there are high possibilities that you get sick, right? Everybody knows that. Do you wash your hands before you touch food, before you cook, before you touch stuff that has to do with your food, your groceries? Right? So that is the example to show you. Envy is similar. You need to be aware that these symptoms can tell you that something is not right within yourself. And you say, wait a minute, that's awful. I don't like it. I'm going to wash my hands. <laughs> you see? All right. Let's go to the next thing, which is how we should do things. Well, you, we should do things for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. Right? So there are three things that we do, guys. It's very simple. We go places, is where I am. We give money or things, and we serve or work. Those are the three actions that we execute, right? Let's just start with the wrong reasons first. Why some people show up to certain places is just to be noticed. It's the wrong reason, but people do that, right? Whether it's to work, which is ridiculous, but you see that. Some people say, I, I came here and I was here at 8, sir. I don't know what you are saying. I'm not working. I was here the whole morning. Yes, you were here, the boss says, right? But what, what, what were you doing the whole morning? All this work is there just piled. I gave you assignments and all that. Well, sir, it's just too much. I'm doing what I can, you know? The wrong reason to show up it was just to be noticed. Wrong reason. What is the right reason? Whatever you are, you are there to love people. And how do you show that love to people? Well, you show that you love people. You love your company when you work during the work hours. You are not there just checking Facebook all day, right? I know you don't do it, but I'm just mentioning examples, right? You are not wasting the time. You are working for a company. You put your head on that. And you know what, guys? One thing that I say to everybody is focus. Pay attention. When you are thinking of something here, what is what you have to do? But then you get distracted with this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. You are not being effective. You show love in your workplace when you are focused on what you have to do, right? Let's talk about church. People, some people, go to churches just to be noticed, right? It's a, it's, it's a fact. Some people just go to be noticed. Who is there? Who, who show up? Who didn't show up? And to prevent that the pastor is going to text you, hey, where, where have you been? 
you know that I text everybody until there is a moment when I understand enough is enough and I get it. But some people show up to church just to be noticed. We don't understand. When we come to church, we are there to love people, to love everybody, to love the Lord. That's the objective. Our presence should be an action of being there to love, right? To love. Just let the love of the Lord flow through us wherever we are, wherever we are. Giving. Somebody is invited to, uh, to a party, right? And brings a present. It's going to give something, right? The wrong reason is to get control. There are families, guys, and we need to be aware of this practice. There are families where someone is a needy one, right? And there are ones that they have the money. There are family, families where the person with the money is giving money to somebody else just to get control, to control that individual. That is the wrong reason. It's the wrong reason. If somebody is giving money to somebody else, the right reason is to share with them. It's a needy one I'm going to share with them, right? And finally, serving. Why do we serve where we serve? Imagine you are part of a community group or a sport team or whatever kind of community group association. You are there and you go and you are working. The wrong reason to do that is when you are trying to get a position. To try to get a position. That's, that's a wrong reason. And the person is going to get disappointed. What is the right reason to serve? Is to cooperate with their vision. Where do you work? What kind of institution, organization, company is that? Where you are, try to get the vision of that organization. What is what they do? And what is my role in this organization? I'm going to cooperate with their vision. When you are doing things for the wrong reason, you are going to be disappointed. You are going to be sad at the end. You're going to be hurting. And then you're going to start blaming everybody for what happened. <laughs> Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Do it for the right reasons. Wherever you go, remember, I'm here to love people. I'm going to show my love to people. I'm going to show my love to everybody where I am. I'm going to share what I have. And I'm going to cooperate with their vision. That is the right reason to do things. I would like for all of us to read out loud this two sentences. There are two sentences here. Okay, the first one. Please read with me. If I plant a good seed, I will get a good harvest. That makes sense? Right? If I plant a good seed, I will get a good harvest. Now, next sentence. If I plant a great seed, I will get a great harvest. And that is the difference between people. Some people get it, right? And they say, uh, I'm not going to do things for the wrong reasons. In fact, I am not. I haven't. Oh, thank God, right? But the question is, are you planting a good seed or a great seed? Once you get it and you are not doing things for the wrong reasons, now you need to, con 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 to understand 
wow, it's all about what I am doing here. I mean, what kind of seed I'm planting wherever I am. You know, some, just think about marriage and family. Some spouses are so generous and kind and willing to serve the other. They get a great harvest. That's why the spouse says, what do you want now? What can I do for you? Because the spouse is generous, is giving, is, is planting a good seed, right? And the same thing happens everywhere. A good seed will give you a good harvest, but a great seed will give you a, what kind of harvest? A great harvest. That is correct. Friends, wherever you go, whatever you give, whatever you do, do it for the right reasons. You come to church, do it for the right reasons. You go out for lunch today, mother celebration, do it for the right reasons. Later in your home, you need to start preparing for tomorrow and there are chores to do and things to take care of. Do it for the right reasons. You show up tomorrow to work, you have things to do, do it for the right reasons. What happens when you do things for the right reasons? The Lord is going to reward you. The Lord is so fair. Listen, any simple prayer you say, He pays attention to you. Any simple prayer you say. A little prayer. Lord, thank you for this sandwich that I'm about to eat. He says, you're welcome. A simple prayer. He pays attention. He doesn't ignore you. I want you to get it. He will not ignore you. But yeah, in my life, I don't understand what, what is happening. I cannot tell you what happened, but I can tell you what will happen. If you do things for the right reasons and you plant a great seed, you will be rewarded because the Lord is the best rewarder. I don't get tired of giving thanks to everybody for everything they do. I don't get tired of doing that. I like to thank everybody every time for whatever they do. Thank you so much for this. Thank you so much. And from time to time, probably I will take you out or buy you something and things like that, right? But the Lord, <laughs> the Lord, He is the best rewarder. Think about it, please. Think about what you are doing with your own life. Do what you can. You the best that you can with what you have. Be passionate about life. Do you realize that one day all this is going to disappear? Your nice little house, your nice little car, your nice little closet, your nice little this and that. Kaput. Finito. It's going to be gone. And so you will be gone. Do you realize that? You know what is eternal? Him. He is eternal. His kingdom is eternal. Do not waste your time on earthly things. Try to please people. Try to make them happy. 
It's a waste of your time and energy. But when you please the Lord, when you do things for the right reasons, let me tell you, the reward that you will receive will shock you. I have received so many blessings in my life by serving the Lord. I learned my lesson to do it for the right reasons. When I did it for the wrong reasons, boom. Like we say in Guatemala, pingiling. <laughs> pingiling. You know, that means it went wrong, right? I, I, I learned the lesson. Didn't like it. Punishment. Correction. Discipline. And I say to him, you are right, Lord. You know, you are absolutely right. I was just not doing the right thing. That was wrong for me. But at the same time, the process of learning showed me to do things for the right reasons. And with it, the blessings and the rewards. The rewards that I have received from the Lord are incomparable. If I have worked, let's say, in the scale from zero to 100, let's say a number 10, Let's say I work hard in a level 10. The reward that I have received is probably 500. I'm not kidding you. I cannot tell you so many details because, first of all, it's none of your business. And second of all, it's because it's so private, so precious. I cannot share it. It's something so intimate between the Lord and myself. I know he is the best rewarder. I will never get tired of serving him. People have said that to me. You know, someday somebody said to me, oh, yeah, you do all that because you don't have a family. And I said, do you realize that I have the largest family in the church? You are my family. I know exactly what's going on in everyone's life. And when someone's in the hospital, I'll be there. Yes or not? Don't tell me that I don't have a family. My, you are my family. You, I have the largest family. And I work with passion for the Lord and for you. Passion in life. Because I see the, the power of eternity. Do you? Do you? Do you see the power of eternity? Or is it just George concept? You have, you have to change. You have to change. Get rid of those ideas. And say, you know what? Whenever I, wherever I go, I will go to love people. Whatever I give, I will give it because I want to share with others. And whatever I do, I will do it cooperating with their vision. What is what is needed? And I'll do it. Because he is the best rewarder. There is nothing that you can do for the good Lord that he is not going to reward you. There is no one little thing, Lisa. The, the, the most insignificant thing that you do for him, he will pay you a thousand times more. But you have to experience it. And some people believe it, some people don't. Some people, and I'm not saying you guys here in my church, but in general, people in churches are sitting there but they are not really aware of what we do 
preaching the word, understanding the eternity, the spirituality. Their minds is, are just lost. Very religious, but there is no heart. You have to change. You have to give it all to him. And believe in him and trust him and say, yes, Lord, of course I will do that because you are the best rewarder. Psalm 36, verse 7 to 10. This is a prayer. Oh, my goodness. This prayer really touches anybody's heart. Let me read it to you. Lord, nothing is more precious than your loving kindness. All people can find protection close to you. They get strength from all the good things in your house. You let them drink from your wonderful river. The fountain of life flows from you. Your light lets us see light. Continue to love those who really know you and do good to those who are true to you. Strength. Do you know why so many people are weak? Do you know why so many people don't have energy? It's because they are not focusing on the Lord. I'm so tired. I don't understand. And, and I understand there are physical conditions. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the enthusiasm in life. Some people don't have that. And the reason is because they are not focusing on the Lord. Look at this part. It says, they get strength from all, all the good things in your house. In the house of the Lord, there are many things. And from everything, you get the strength that you need. But it's when you spend time in the house of the Lord. Do I have to come to church every day, Jian? Are you telling me I need to be here more hours every day? No, 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 no. It's not what I am saying. Being in the house of the Lord is when you are aware that of his presence. The house of the Lord, yeah, our hearts. Here's where he dwells. I'm aware of his presence. And then I focus on the Lord. Do you understand? People are weak because they are not focusing on the Lord. When you focus on the Lord and you see his beauty, look at this. Nothing is more precious than your loving kindness. Have you experienced the kindness of the Lord? Have you experienced that kindness today? Of course you have. You are alive. You are here. You are being blessed. Great music, great fellowship. Okay, message. Right? Nothing is more precious than your loving kindness. And then you start to appreciate everything he gives you. You pay attention to everything he's giving you. Wow, I'm alive. I'm, I'm walking. I'm speaking. I can read. I can write. I can drive. I have a car. I have a bed. I have clothes. I have things to do. I have friends. I have family. I have many, many good things. When you realize that, you get excited and you say, Lord, it's exactly this. They get a strength from all the good things in your house. 
You let them drink from your wonderful river. What is that river? What is that river? It's the river of life. Do you see the correlation here? Weaknesses because they are not appreciating the source of the Lord, the river of life, the fountains of life, springs of life. Those springs of life is just amazing. And you are like, Lord, and let me tell you something. When you truly think about these things and you take your time to think about these things, you will be crying overwhelmed when you realize I I'm sorry Lord I I was missing it out I don't know what I was thinking you are so wonderful to me you are so generous and kind that is what he wants from you and he will continue doing good things for you how that happens through his forgiveness which is a gift it's, it's just a gift. When was the last time that you received a gift? Do you remember? The last time that you received a gift? Well, somebody gave it to you, right? Paid for that. And you just took it, right? Oh, flowers. He just gave you flowers. The three of you. That's yeah. wonderful. Everybody. Well, wow, that was sweet. Thank you, sir. Well, flowers for Mother's Day. Sure. You didn't pay for it. You just receive it. And you take it. And then you treasure it. You're going to make sure those flowers are going to be in a nice vase with water. And you're going to put whatever you're going to put right. Put it in a nice place because you appreciate that. That is the gift of salvation. It's a gift. And the Lord says to you, here is, here's my salvation. Here's my salvation. And you just, are you forgiving me, Lord? For real? Even though I have done so many bad things. And he says, yes, I am forgiving you because I love you. I want the best for you. I want to bless you. It's a gift. We just open our hearts and say, thank you, Lord. That's why we all can say all together, let's read I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year I will become more spiritual in the name of Jesus. Let's sing beautiful song.
of the Lord in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to our viewers and listeners, we wish you a beautiful Sunday. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>